0: Hola, hola, hola. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. I'm Katie Knight, and I am very, very excited to share this next conversation with you all with probably one of my favorite people to interview. I actually think he's the person that I've probably interviewed the most in my life. Yeah, he actually probably will be. He was definitely one of the first people I ever interviewed, and he's just always been so great to chat with. This week on Can You Put Me On Guest List is the lovely, talented, kind, brilliant Dan Pierce, also known as Eats Everything. This podcast is full of so many great stories from Dan's career. I had a smile on my face throughout the whole chat and had such a good laugh. We also spoke about his latest EP, Eight Cubed, which is out now on eight recordings. His quarantine, not quarantine, quarantine team series, which was uh, such a great idea. I loved it. And we ended with a good old round of quickfire questions. So if you do enjoy this show, you can subscribe to the podcast for more and please share with your friends. I'm sure whoever you send this to will love you forever because it's going to put a massive smile on their face. Thank you so much for listening. This is Can You Put Me On Guest List with Eats Everything. I'm gonna try and keep the conversation like as fun and not as doom and gloom and talking about all the shit. Yeah, there's going no point in the speaking world. about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's no point in speaking about it. We've had our little chat now, but like,
0: but it's just all, the the thing is, I don't know about you. Like, even now, I just can't. I can't even watch the TV anymore. I'm just over it.
1: Well, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't read read news or watched the news for years. I only I, re, I research things, but I don't. I don't like watching the news or anything like that. I don't. Yeah. it's just also dep- everything there's no good news I want to know about like a fucking squirrel a new type of squirrel or fucking know. you know a kid's been saved from a train track well, what
0: I don't understand is why, why why do we never hear about happy news and f- happy things that happen because
1: because um <laughs> From the, I've got this thing, I'll send it to you, and you might, it'll make, it made me not watch the news again. It's called Avoid News. It's this, this four, like 18 page PDF written by the this scientist who basically, working with other professors, went on this quest to tell you why you shouldn't, you should avoid the news. Don't watch the news because it's totally, it, it goes against, you're not meant, you're not built to deal with it. Yep. And they, they, they feed you all this. This shit, all these like little tidbits of information, without actually telling you anything. You don't, you don't gain. You watch thirty minutes of the news, and you just get fed all these headlines and all these little bits. But when you finish watching the news, you'll know your life is no better. You'll know are not wiser. You don't know anything more. It's worse. You've just been, <laughs> yeah. You're just like feeling depressed. It's yeah. point. It's totally pointless. So I just don't. Um, don't watch it.
0: And then throw social media in the mix.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't look at that either. I've deli- I, I haven't looked at it for three months now, and, 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 and I feel like fifty times better for it.
0: I just went in. I never normally replied to people. but This morning, I woke up and something's really pissed me off, and I don't even know these two people, but I just had to jump in the conversation. It was. An, and there's a Facebook group called Ibiza Winter Residents. Yeah which has got, like, over 30,000 people, I think, and it. it's really, really popular. It's a very active group. And this elderly woman had spoken about this new project that she started. It was some kind of, like, beauty line, and she was only sharing it, and there was, like, three or four people that just went absolutely in on her and was, like, really dissing this woman, what, like, the product... Nice. For just absolutely no reason and they were basically just taking the piss out of her and I was just like really like seriously with everything that's going on you going just on. have to do that and it's just like a poor woman that just put her thing out there and she was like I'm so sorry I didn't want to offend anyone. It's terrible isn't it? Come on guys what is wrong with everyone? I know
1: it's so bad isn't it it's just the world <laughs> is that it's just social media has fucked the world basically. It has. It has fucked the world. It's, it's made the world a uh, a different place than it was before it existed and, and not for the better. I don't think I thought when it, I, I always, when I first, when it first started, I never had it like Facebook and all that. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not interested in Twitter and everything. And it's only when I became started becoming successful as a DJ that I realized I had, had to use it. And then I got right into it. But then I stopped Facebook about five years ago. Cause I just thought bullshit. I still have, my eats everything stuff, but I don't look it. I don't touch it. I've told them to delete my logins, so don't don't tell me and don't tell me what my logins are, so I just can never go. Oh, I just yeah. have a little look because I I end up looking and just feeling depressed, like not depressed, but like oh, this is shit or you
0: know I mean? an absolute waste of time. You end up looking yeah. at your friends, cousins, friend's <laughs> yeah. dog. You're like, why am I looking yeah. at this? Yeah, for you're an hour.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: Coming down the rabbit hole. I mean, yeah. obviously it has good things, because one thing I was actually gonna mention to you on this chat was uh, for example, when you did quarantine, I mean for things oh, yeah. like that, it's brilliant, like people yeah, yeah together and you've got all of these suggestions.
1: Yeah, that was great, that was. That was really good.
0: That was amazing. That was such yeah, a it was great really idea. Good. Was did you yeah, find it, was... it hard to, to like choose out of all of the suggestions? Oh yeah, had? it's a
1: fucking nightmare. It was um uh... It was just, we were, it was right at the start of lockdown and I was chatting to my manager, Becky, and I was just like, what should we, what should we do? Like, what should, like, we've got to do something different And no one else is going to do. Yeah. There's no point doing like live stream after live stream because every fucker's going to be doing, them. Um, let's try and do something different. I said, well, what about if I do like some kind of mix where I don't pick the tunes everyone else does? And they were like, fucking hell, that's a great idea. And even I came up with a name, which is normally I'm terrible with this kind of thing. Brilliant. But I came up with the idea and the name for the first time. And um, I mean, look, I came up with Eats Everything. I mean, that is fucking awful. <laughs>
0: Did you so, think of your own name? Yeah, fucking swat. Um
1: <laughs> And yeah, so I just, it was just like, fuck it, let's do this. And then it took, it went mad. It went crazy. It was like the most listened to mixes I've ever done.
0: It Maybe. was brilliant. I absolutely loved it, and I just loved how everyone could get involved as well. And that, yeah, it was feel good like fun. Part of it, you know, not just yeah, okay. it's good fun. Man, but here's a mix that you can listen to. Like people will listen, and be like, "That was my suggestion." I feel yeah, I exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's that was the whole point of it. Yeah. Trying to like, in my own way, to because there's only certain things I can do or offer yeah. in this situation, and that was like the thing I could offer like you will all make a mix together kind of thing and i'll just i'll just be the one that dj's it
0: that's right it's great great idea it's fucking
1: hard work though because because you put the video out on the the tuesday at lunchtime yeah and then your track suggestions that to be in by midnight on wednesday then all day thursday i go through all of the tune the first what the first two or three we had like six or seven hundred track suggestions oh my and god so I, so I had to <laughs> I had to go through them all and I made sure I listened to everyone. And if I did, if I knew them, then great. And I, I must have bought like a thousand tunes probably cost me a fucking cost me quite a bit of money. Just buying tunes, tune. because like, like, I didn't have, but yeah, and then, then I'd have to mix it Friday morning. Hope I don't fuck it up and then put it out, but they all went really well actually. So it was good.
0: What was my favorite video? The one that you had like, um, you had lipstick on. You had through in your.
1: Yeah, that's again.
0: This is that, that
1: doing that is it's purely for my own amusement. <laughs> it's not, I'm not. I'm not trying to like. If, if people find it funny, great. But I would do that shit and not film it. Do you know what I mean? It's so brilliant. I just. I just thought, fuck it. I'll just be a twat. Uh, the only two things I've got to offer are being a twat and being a DJ <laughs> and making music. That's it. So.
0: Oh, too funny! I loved when you did the um, carpal karaoke as well with Fat Boy. Oh, that was there, great.
1: That that was. I tell you what, me and Norm had such a fucking good time doing that. that. So I'm I'm allowed to swear, right? Yeah, you can swear. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, me and Norm had such a good time doing that. It was like when we when we did it. before we did it, when we were in his house, we were both like, it was not. It was actually Norm's totally Norm's idea. Like, no, not even his team. It was Norm's idea. And he messaged me, go, what about this DJ in the car? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sounds, sounds good. No worries. And then when I was in the house, I was like, "Eh, it should be quite fun. But then as soon as you got in the car, Put the headphones on, started DJing, you like, this is fucking, it was actually wicked. Like both really, really having a great time. When we were getting excited, we were actually getting excited. We weren't, <laughs> it wasn't put on. And when when we nearly drove into the fire engine, we actually did nearly drive into the fire engine. We actually did. It's really Nor- so all real yeah, Nor- no, It's all real. It's all completely, there. so when Norm's driving, he's looking at me, oh, and then he's like, woo, woo, woo. And literally we missed it by
0: 10, 15 feet. The thing is, as well, you two together are, like, amazing. So you should you should do that again. It should be a series. Well, we wanted,
1: we wanted to, and then we were going to. We were going to do another different thing. Because of, we didn't want to see, be irresponsible because of, you know, quarantine or what have you. And then we just haven't had the time to. But we will do it again. We will do something. We're thinking about maybe doing, like, a competition where we go to, like, a city in the north, a city in the south, a city in the east, a city in the west, yeah. and we go on a carpool, but with like three people getting the back, and so yeah. we have a, we, free, like a competition,
0: that We're in a,
1: a, in a, like an hour and a half, two hour drive around your city with me and him.
0: That would be so much fun.
1: Yeah. I could do be like funny. beef
0: a special.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the top down.
0: Yeah, I could go through the drive through at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned before about, you said, um, you'd come up with your name, Eats Everything. Yeah. When was that? And, oh yeah, I kind of just want to talk about your beginnings a little bit, because I don't think I've ever really spoken too much about when you first started out. So no. when did when did you come up with the name Eats Everything?
1: I came up with the name Eats Everything in 2009. Okay. But I've been DJing since 1992, so I... Um,
0: what was your first yeah. gig like then? Let's talk about nineteen ninety-two. Where was your first ever gig?
1: My first ever gig, we put me and my mates put on a rave um at what an Under and Under Edge Town Hall, which is where I'm from. Uh a rave called Futuria when we were fourteen. And all the all the ki- all the people that were, you know, our age and older, up to about twenty, twenty two, all came to the to Wood and Under Edge Village Hall. And we had a rave up in the Wood and Under Edge Village Hall. And, um, but then I did a tour like, uh, probably four or five years ago called the eats meets West tour. I went all around places in the Southwest DJing for like three weeks, like four nights a week. Yeah. And one of the gigs I did was in what an edge town hall. Oh, and it's, a wow. ta- it's where I'm, it's the town where I'm from. It's like a little market town. It's like 8,000 people live there. It's tiny. And we did a little rave up in there. It's great. It was fucking funny. And, um, but yeah, my first proper gig like proper actual gig outside of DJing in my hometown was I won a DJ competition in 1996. Mm -hmm. I was 16 years old and I won a DJ competition, um, put on by this DJ called Easy Groove. And then from that, you got to be a resident at his, his night at the club club called Club Loco in Bristol. Uh And so, yeah, that was my first actual gig was like, yeah, when I was 16 in Club Loco in Bristol
0: what were you doing at the time? Were you studying? Were you working? I was
1: uh, going to college doing an engineering GMVQ, which I failed and didn't finish.
0: Well, didn't really need it, did you? <laughs> no, no. Turns out, no. <laughs> and then what happened after that?
1: Um, then I got residencies at other parties in Bristol, um, Party called snore party called Heresy, um, party called Scream. Scream was like my first big, big break. Because
0: um, that you, was like a glow. Under the name, eats everything here.
1: No, I was just Dan Pierce, It's my name then. Just Dan Pierce. Um, and then yeah, that that was sort of two thousand when I got my first. When I started playing every single week, and that was my job. DJ was my job then. I was playing with like judge shules and pete tong and eric murillo and roger sanchez and Mario picotto all these different big nicole cocks they would all come like it was every friday night and so they would all and i was a resident dj and that was uh, i met them all and they all don't obviously don't remember but all the people that are now kind of my mates i played with all of them
0: and and they don't remember of course they do no no they don't i mean really
1: yeah, Pete. Pete pretends he does, but Pete doesn't. He's <laughs> that's bollocks. That's bollocks. He doesn't. Um, yeah, that was that was the early sort of my early career. Really, it was that was when it became a job. First in two thousand.
0: So before two thousand, did what were you? What other jobs did you have before that?
1: Well, I was um, engineer. I did an engineering thingy that didn't work out. Then I was an electrician's mate. That didn't work out. And then I started DJing full time. That didn't work out. And then I went, became a builder.
0: That didn't work
1: out. Then, um, so you had a break in between, I, yeah. So I wasn't DJing full time from two thousand. I, I I DJed from two thousand till about two thousand and three mm-hmm. full time. But then I, I just partied too much, and I didn't focus enough on going to the studio, and yeah. so never really got where I maybe could have. Yeah. Because back in back then you could get somewhere just being a good DJ. You didn't have to make tunes, you know what I mean? in those days it was kind of people made what the people that made the tunes weren't always the DJs. Whereas now you've got to be really to be really successful, you generally have to make tunes as well. Yeah. And um Yeah, I I did that till two thousand and three and then I met my wife, my now wife. Mm-hmm. Although we already knew each other, we knew each other because we went to school together. But Aww. we we got together in two thousand and three, I think. And she was like, "Look, you got to get. I wasn't earning enough money. You got you got to stop getting on it all the time, and you got to get a fucking job." So then I went to work on a building site, and that was terrible. And then I did a recruitment job after that for a few years.
0: And were you um. When you were building and doing your recruitment job, were you were you DJing on a weekend or anything? Yeah, I was still. I was, stopped.
1: No, I still. De- I never. I I've DJed every weekend of my life since I was sixteen, pretty much. Wow. Almost every almost every weekend of my life, apart from like since <laughs> lockdown. Obviously, <laughs> until this, is lo- <laughs> this is the longest. The longest I've not DJed for. Although I still done like about seven or eight gigs in lockdown, like. socially distanced ones and stuff. But yeah, this is, I was still DJing almost every single week in Bristol or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's always been, it's the only thing I ever wanted to do. And it was the only thing I was ever really, I did recruitment for five years and, I earned good money, but I mean, I fucking hated that. That was, that was, that was the worst part, period of my life. That was the only, cause that was when I was getting good at making music and I was just starting to get ahead, yeah. but I had to be really serious in this stressful job. So I couldn't put enough where I'd stop partying all the time and become yeah. a little bit more sensible. I was focusing on making music a lot more than, than just the odd dabble here and there. But I had this crazy serious job where loads of pressure and so I, I was super stressed out all the time. So I didn't, it's when I quit doing that, that I, you know, that's when I really focused on music.
0: And is that when the name Eats Everything came in?
1: Yeah, not long after that. And it, it, I I quit. Thankfully for me, the, reset, the, the 2008 recession was what finished my recruitment career. It was like... Recruitment just basically died then. Yeah. No, because it was, and so that was it. I was like, oh great, I, I I I got no job, so I can focus on music. And my wife was pretty sound, and she said, yeah, gimme. And then I started doing a bit of building work, so I had to get some money. But I was focusing much more on music. And then I came up with the name Eats Everything about two thousand and nine. And change the kind of stuff I was making, yeah. And then, um, yeah, then in May 2010, my wife said, You've got one year, you can quit your job, I'll give you one year, and um, you know, you go full out, go all out, and just see if you can make it. And if you and if after that you don't, then it's just a hobby, you start DJing every weekend, and you focus on getting a proper job, and blah blah blah. And then, I then and then March 2011, Cats and Dogs signed Entrance Song and that was it, bang.
0: That was it. And you yeah. said before that you think you were like, came up with this this name, Eats Everything. I think it's absolutely amazing and it just works so well with so many different things. <laughs> I know, but it's... It's, it's wicked. Uh, Even like Cats Eats Dogs. And yeah, yeah. There's just so yeah, many yeah. ways you can use it.
1: Yeah, it does. Look, it works, but it's fucking, you know, I sometimes wish I'd had a... A little more of a serious name. Like than what? I'm, I don't know. Fuck no! I'm terrible with names. Hence, eats everything. But <laughs> it just, just it, it t- it's taken me a while to be taken seriously in the. You know what I mean? It's taken me a while to garner the respect of certain peers, and it's only when they see me DJ mm. that they're like, oh, okay." Because they all you see is this name eats everything. A twat being a, a dickhead on generally on social media and then it's only when they see me DJ and realize I'm actually pretty good at it that they're like okay sound people and then then I get taken seriously
0: should never judge a book by its cover exactly right <laughs> <laughs> no I think it's brilliant I think it's brilliant and it always works oh, really well. Well, I'm glad someone does I'm sure I'm not I'm the only you- one but <laughs> no I think I think
1: a lot of people do it's just weird when you're walking down the street and you eat eats and you're like what the fuck's that and then you're like, oh yeah that's my <laughs> stupid name i gave myself <laughs> like- there's someone shouting ch- shouting at a fat bloke shouting eats it's like i'm being abused left right and center do you
0: get a lot of people <sighs> stopping you in the street
1: in bristol yeah and in london and in manchester nice and in ibiza, I'm in ibiza all the time but ibiza's a, you know ibiza you go into in, in i generally get stopped most places i go but not, not, not like Carl, Carl Cox or anything. Yeah. Like one or two people will stop you. But, I mean, I've been in airports with Carl. It's fucking mental. Is it? Like, uh, it's fucking insane. Sat anywhere. And it's just like, people are just like,
0: that's Carl Cox. And then,
1: it, it literally like a queue of people everywhere you go just wanted to talk to him. It's mad. It'd he do talk my fucking to everyone, head everyone as well? He He's things. super friendly. Yeah. He's so nice to everyone.
0: He and, he, and he won't, he
1: won't, he will always, always take a photo. Always take a photo. He's fucking... He's so nice to people. I'm just like... And I, I'm the same. I'm nice to people. But I don't know if I had it on that level all the time. i fucking fuck off.
0: I know. And plus, imagine, like, you haven't slept for, like, three days. Yeah. Like, ah, people want to speak to you. You're just like...
1: Ugh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. actually nightmare.
0: Yeah.
1: It's small price to pay, really.
0: Yeah. It's also nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah.
0: You... um. Am I right in saying that during some summers you live in Ibiza and then you go back to the UK? And
1: I, I, I've done it twice, but once properly. It's not for me, man. No? No, I love the place. Don't get me wrong. I got married there. It's, you know, it's it's, it's a place that means it's really dear to my heart. But living there for me, just, it, 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 it I don't know. It's just not for everyone. I think the winter... When it got to the winter, because I got I moved there in April and then I left in December, and uh, those those winter months for me, it was like lockdown. Yeah, driving around playing in Boston, it's fucking boarded up, and you're like,
0: "Why? is This is fucking weird." Well, imagine what Ibiza and winter during COVID <laughs> actually <it> really like.
1: <laughs> yeah, it must have been a nightmare, man.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, it is pretty crazy. What was your first time in Ibiza like? Uh, on a holiday.
1: We came, uh, the first time I came was in 1997 and we went, yeah, went to Manu, my my friends were doing a season and they were, so they were working at Manu Mission and so we, I had to get dressed up in a fucking Jester's outfit, I remember, to get in for free, like to get in with the workers, I had to pretend I was a worker basically and yeah, we went to Manu Mission, we went to uh, S Paradise to Clockwork Orange, we went to, um, where else did we go? Went to space for. Uh, I don't even think it was We Love then. It's just Sundays at Space.
0: Sundays at Space.
1: Yeah, Sundays at Space. It was fucking. Oh, it was amazing. How much? It much was amazing. Space? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that last one, that final one, me and me and my tour manager at the time, Ben. We were like the first DJs in there. We got in there like. I remember sitting doing an interview with you about five in the afternoon, and yeah. he didn't leave till didn't leave until midday the next day. It's <laughs> oh, it's mint. It was. So we leave, le- left when it finished. Oh, it's amazing! It was just yeah, it's sad. I've not even been to High. I've not even been in there yet. I've not. I've not been there.
0: I've. I've, I've heard been, it's great though. It, I've been in twice. Um, I just feel really weird when I go in because every time like you go past, you're like, oh, that's where you would go through the kitchen, and this is where you'd go yeah. the space. It's just kind of. not...
1: I used to right. love going through the kitchen. It felt you felt so privileged. You did because you because you'd like. <laughs> Cause you'd be, when I was going there as a raver, cause I'd be going to be for like almost every year from 1997 onwards. And you'd go there and you'd be, you'd be, you'd be walking around the back of the terrace and you'd see people come out the the, the door of the terrace booth, the new terrace booth. Yeah. And into the, and you're like, how are they? What? Where are they going? They must be really important. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're one of the ones doing it. It's just like this is amazing. You're like, skipping. yeah." pardon, I'm coming through. We're important people. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Now, obviously, I don't know. Well, I've not been to Hyde, but I've heard it. I've heard the sounds great. I've heard it's. I've heard it's really good. But it's just when you go to Ibiza, especially when you've got kids and stuff like I have, you. D- I don't get a lot of time to actually go there. I go there, I DJ, and I leave generally. Yeah. So time I don't get to, hang to spend. Out yeah so i'm not gonna if, if going to high isn't on the height isn't on the yeah. high on my list excuse the pun lists of things to do well i'm not DJing there do you know what i mean
0: yeah absolutely what about your first gig in ibiza
1: my first gig in ibiza i think my first gig in ibiza was closing this terrace for a dirty bird party at we love on a sunday night I played the last set, uh, and uh, I think that was my first gig, I think. Yeah, I think I capped, because I know, you know, it was, it was definitely that, it was like 2012.
0: 2012.
1: Yeah, 2012 was my first. I'd done done other gigs in Ibiza, in bars and shit. Yeah,
0: this was like Mainly. Yeah, I
1: don't class those as gigs. I, I, this is my first, yeah, that was it. It was first gig was Closing Space Terrace. Yeah. but Obviously the covered terrace, so it wasn't quite, but the covered terrace was still brilliant.
0: It was amazing.
1: It was fucking great. It was, yeah. fu- I remember walking in there the, the, the night I was playing and it was, I can't remember who was playing, but I remember walking in, I came in through the, so you're coming in the booths, to the front. So you come in from the main entrance basically and you walk in and the booth's like over there. And so you could see the, the, this side of the DJ, the right hand side of the DJ. And um, I remember walking in and thinking, fucking hell, I'm going to be in there in a few hours. I got absolutely bollocks. I was like (laughs) necking booze, like it's going out of fashion just for, to calm my nerves. But by the time I got on, it was fine. It was brilliant.
0: Do you still get nervous for gigs?
1: I, I, I do if I'm in a foreign country where I don't know anyone and I don't know what kind of thing they're really into.
0: Yeah.
1: That's the only time, really. If I'm playing like Elro or, or I mean, not Elro, any, any part of existence, yeah. um, if I'm talking Ibiza, if an Elro or El- amnesia in Ibiza, it's the opposite of nerve to me. It's excitement. Now I'm, yeah amnesia for me is like it's my favorite club in the world it always has been yeah it was i loved space but amnesia was always the one for me it was fuck we were that's where we went that in ibiza we went to that first time we went we went to space and we saw thomas Bangalter playing dj It was the best set i've ever seen in my life djing on the sunday uh at space wow did it's fucking unbelievable on the on the old terrace where you we were like the kind of the the right hand so if you're the dj looking out we're on the sort of right hand side raised bit yeah and and it was it was just unbelievable and then the two days later we went to amnesia for cream and thomas bangalow was on the terrace there playing on the terrace but in the old terrace where the booth was in the middle it was outside if the booth used to be in the middle of that little triangle, yeah, and there was like five people dancing to him, what? It was mad, and we and we'd seen him two days ago on the Space Terrace, absolutely like destroyed, like the best thing I've ever seen. And
0: this was 1997.
1: 1997. So this is when when Homework had just come out. So it's when Daft Punk were like bang, yeah. like. Insanely massive, and he killed he like absolutely destroyed space. And then, literally two nights later, Bum stood like as close to me in my computer screen are, just watching him DJ. And there's no one else. You could get right up to him. And there's like five people dancing. Me and my mates. It's mad. It's like what the fuck? Is Thomas there? Wow. Because it was cream. Obviously, it was the trance thing. Yeah. We went to see. We went to see Thomas Bangalter because he was so good at space. But yeah, it's mad. It was just like, That's fuck crazy, me, I can't believe there's no... It, it's crazy that even Thomas Bangalto DJ DJed to no one in his life. And he's probably done it hundreds of times. Yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Do you know what? One thing that I really wish that I would have been able to see was Amnesia Terrace without, without when, when it was open air and it didn't happen. Oh,
1: it, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, this, I, when I went in 97, it was different to the one you see in the early 90s again. Yeah. But this, when it had no roof, was fucking, I that know. Is fucking great. And the roof was right in the middle of the room.
0: Yeah. In this
1: weird little sort of, I'm get. I think it, yeah, because the, the, the Amnesia Triangle, the, the pyri- pyramid, the it was kind of like it was kind of like that.
0: Yeah.
1: And it it was I only went I only went to there. I think when did they cover it? I think they covered it in like 2000 or not? I think it was
0: early 2000s. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And then I went there a few times when it was open air. But yeah, Amnesia was always the one for me, and that's the place I don't get nervous. That's the place I'm like. I cannot wait, especially when I get to play all night long in the main room at Elro, that's fucking...
0: Oh, yeah, that's the the one.
1: Because it's not like, I love Elro, I absolutely love it. I love it with all my heart, and I love those guides. But sometimes the the spectacle, uh, when you're DJing, especially in the main room at Amnesia, sometimes the spectacle... Uh, kind d- d- doesn't out-overtake the music, but it it distracts the ravers from the...
0: Yeah. Can it be off-putting for you?
1: No, no. I, I totally embrace it, but I just think that the atmosphere can sometimes, not always, yeah. can sometimes, especially in Ibiza, because people are going to CL Row to go and see... Which is amazing. I've got uh, the, the opposite of anything against it. I think it's fucking wicked. Yeah. But just as a DJ, it can sometimes mean that the atmosphere is a little bit... Less and any and most DJs who play at Amnesia for Elro will say the same thing. Yeah, it's just it's still better than most gigs you'll ever play, but it's just it's not the same as playing in the terrace booth. Yeah, and uh, Amnesia, but then in the main room for Elro, Elro City, where you play all night long, they do not really have any of the decor, and it's just the DJ and the music yeah. and ravers, and it fucking goes off. Yeah, and it goes off from like you start at eleven. Is it eleven or ten? Uh- Maybe ten.
0: I yeah, th- I think it got it started just getting earlier, didn't
1: it? Yeah, I think you start at ten and you go on to like seven, seven thirty eight, and by like eleven thirty, it's fucking packed. Yeah. and it's booting off, and you're just like, this is I'm I'm, and you sort of like even like last year when I was doing it, you just like. I'm, I'm in control of Amnesia Terrace, I, Amnesia Main Room, probably the best sound system in the world. I'm in control yeah. and I get to do this with nine hours. It's,
0: it's amazing. That must be such an amazing feeling.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. When was the first
0: time you
1: played with Elro? First time I played row I think was at, um, at row 14 in about 2014. But it was totally different then. Yeah, it was, it was still, still all the craziness but well, it was maybe 2013 actually, mm. but uh, it, I, it was just, you, the music, it was very, it was just this amazing Sunday night, the Sunday daytime after party.
0: Yeah. It
1: was, I remember walking in and thinking, fuck it out, this is nuts. And it was amazing. And then, then I, then I played the first year of Ibiza that it started getting popular. Yeah, before it started, when it was just starting to become like, noticed globally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 but it was
1: still not like selling out every week. But yeah, it's I, I, I they're just great guys, man. Who just have the the the, uh, the like fully honest in their heart. Absolutely, they,
0: they're
1: doing it for the party. They, yes they're making money but they're not doing it to make money they're doing all this mad shit for the party to make it as fun and as ridiculous as possible I know
0: and it's just like the history behind that family and how I long you're going on for is insane I know it's mad yeah did you meet Andres Campo at El Rowe, then
1: we, we, we yeah we met at El, we met, yeah we met at El Row somewhere I don't know where but we just immediately hit off as mates because he's just he's just an idiot like I am <laughs> and um and we have a very similar music taste, and we have a very similar DJ style. Uh-huh. And we we got thrown into playing a back to back one time. It was like, "Oh, you guys can play back to back." We're like, well, "All right." And we, as soon as we started playing, it was like, oh, "Okay, love it first uh, Yeah, and he was, <laughs> and he was the first person I, I played back to back with ever. I think where I felt I really met my match. And I, I don't mean that in an arrogant way, but I DJ in a, in a certain way and I DJ in a, a certain style. And other people that I DJ with don't play like I do. So it can be
0: yeah.
1: not off-putting, but it can just be, it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. But with Andres, it's basically like me with, eight, with four arms. Is it's the same. He does things, and I'm about to do it, and he's doing it, or I'm—he's going to do something, and I'm just doing it. It's mad, like because we do like the same kind of tricks and everything. I did. So yeah, it's great. I did man.
0: read some of my ones that he was one of your favourite people to play back to back with.
1: oh he's my favourite. He's my favourite he to play back to back with. He's my favourite, and I'm his for sure. We it's for it. Him, uh, Wojtek from Cats and Dogs, uh, Dave Truncate as well. Yeah he's he's wicked to play back to back with um scream i love playing back to with Scream. patrick topping they're probably my five i enjoy they're all for different reasons so with scream it's just a fucking laugh <laughs> <laughs> um
0: do you have to go by the way you, no, you, you, no, okay, no, still, no okay okay cool.
1: no no i don't know what they want but
0: oh i thought you said okay. somebody has to come into the studio no no
1: no it's just they were coming and ask me something i i don't know what because wow. the, the studio is actually closed the building's closed right but i can come in because i pay to rent it's a rehearsal where i am it's a rehearsal room it's a loads of bands and stuff so but that is closed to the public but only by I have a studio that I rent here full time so I'm allowed to come in so I don't know they're obviously coming to tell me some Covid related bollocks are
0: you tapping your foot or can I hear something else
1: no that's the that'd be a band you can hear as
0: you said it I was like I think I can hear that
1: yeah yeah there's bands all over Uh, it's like there's like 12 rehearsal rooms so there's like loads of bands all day long it's quite it can be quite off-putting when you try yeah, to make these. i can imagine <laughs> but you're like what? i
0: didn't make this yeah shut up <laughs> um how did so just going back to my dress how did um eight come about your label <clears throat>
1: we just we basically i wanted to start a techno label um to showcase the kind of techno that i love the kind of more groovy a rolling kind of techno rather than the, as much as I love like jump code style of techno and Charlotte DeWitt kind of techno, it's not really the kind of techno I play. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the kind of techno that I play is, and what Andres does as well, is it kind of like stems from the kind of nineties techno, like Advent, uh, Dave Angel, that kind of stuff, but like a modern take on it. And there are labels that were doing it, but we wanted to do it, In our own way and try and sign and put out music that we really really love and i just said to andres do you want to do this with me because i think two heads are better than one he was like yeah of course so that's how it came about and it's been it's gone really well so far it's been really really um yeah just really really well received and yeah yeah it's doing great man i'm really quite uh quite happy with it to be honest it's uh it's a real labor of love and we with edible we, we. I stopped Edible over the, the lockdown period because I don't know, I don't know why, but for the date we just kept it going because it's just people are buying it. And yeah.
0: You mean you stopped it? Like you've paused it for now.
1: Paused it. Yeah. Not stopped. Pause. Just paused it until not stopped. Pause. Pause.
0: pause. <laughs> <laughs> did you call it eight because what have you just said before that you feel like you had eight arms when you were playing back to back or did i just make Do that Do you know what
1: that was one no no that's one of the reasons and it's also because of eats edible eight as in i ate something but then a ah. play on words and because me and andreas have four limbs each so it's eight. it just it just kind of worked Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it
0: works. works,
1: um, How it fits in with Eats Everything, eh? Yeah, just a sneaky little little nod to it. But uh, a subliminal nod, if you will.
0: So speaking of eight, congratulations on Eight Cubed, which was released oh, November the sixth. Um, you wanted yeah. to release this back in June, but then obviously COVID hit. Yeah, we,
1: yeah, May. We're going to release it in May. May. May the yeah May the sixth, I think. But then obviously,
0: and then it just but yeah. I, so then, so you decided not to release it then, but you've decided to release it now. So what kind of made you change your mind <laughs> to do it now?
1: <laughs> because we thought COVID would be over by then so we put it put all the wheels in motion and then it was like we can't stop again yeah so then we thought fuck it let's just do it and it's it's been it's done, it's gone really well so um yeah it's been well received by the more headsy people do you know what i mean yeah you can hear you
0: can hear them <laughs>
1: yeah they it's been well received by lots of different people so um yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, it's it's good. It's um.
0: Did it feel yeah. weird releasing this now with clubs closed and stuff?
1: Yeah, a little bit because I hadn't really played many of the tunes and haven't got any footage of me playing them in clubs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas with Miss Honey and um, with all the ladies, which I released, yeah, I had like years worth of footage and loads of stupid crap to go with it. But then with techno, you don't really. I don't know especially this style of techno which I'm not I'm not trying to
0: yeah these aren't hit
1: records these aren't records that are going to get played on radio and they're not they're underground club records so yes I probably should have waited but at the same time Fuck it. No. You can play them when, when when COVID's over. We can play them and it, it just gives them a bit of more of a shelf life.
0: Absolutely. And people need new music, even if we're just at home right now. So Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Know? totally. So we've got yeah. Pump, Beat, Trade, Sprint, Moan, Shade, Voice Note and Wreckage. They're the names of the other yeah.
1: yeah, that's correct.
0: Were there any names that you were contemplating to use that didn't make the cut?
1: Well, they were all different. They were all... Um they were all the named differently initially mm. oh. and then I thought and then I thought I'd try and be a bit techno and have them all like apart from voice note and wreckage I think that's it they're all one syllable adjectives yeah. they're all adjectives yeah. but, they're, but they're just voice note and wreckage are two syllable adjectives so I don't know why it just seemed like because eight, and because it 8Q because it's an 8 release on my label 8 and there's 8 tracks so because of the mathematical aspect of that I thought try and be a bit concise in the naming of the shoes yeah. um, and then voice note which is probably the most popular one is all samples of Felix the house cat yeah. voice notes from whatsapp I love it him talk, him talking nonsense on my phone yo brother what's up man all that. he just sounds he sounds so cool I'm like mate I'm gonna sample one of these one day he's like yeah bro it's cool do did whatever
0: you tell man him then, or did you yeah yeah it?
1: I told I told him I was gonna do it at some point and then I just had about 20 of them, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> there's gotta be some shit in here. This chick of the apple tour, some of you are DJ tomorrow, man. Put me on the guest list. It's like, it's just it sounds like it should be in a tune. Everything he says sounds like it should be in a tune. <laughs> so it's like, fuck it, I'm gonna sample him. And yeah, it's worked out really well. It sounds wicked, and he loves it. So,
0: oh, no, it's amazing. <laughs> it's such a good idea. How do you normally choose names for tracks?
1: I'd normally just call them whatever whatever, name sticks. Stick. I'm not sure how important track names are, yeah. to be honest. But then I think certain tunes, for example, Julio Bashmore, Battle for Middle You, which came out like years ago, I don't think it would have been as popular if it was called like Sorry. Drumbeat. Do you know what I mean? Battle for Middle New. And same for me with Entrance Song, to be honest. Yeah. I think if it wasn't called that, it might not have been as popular.
0: Yeah. That was a perfect name, really, for that time. Yeah, exactly. It was. Yeah, it was Brilliant. And I,
1: knew it, I knew it was going to be. I knew. I was like, when I made it, I was like... You knew that, I made was it, it, that was gonna,
0: it was yeah. going to be the one. But when I did it, I
1: made it a year before. And I called it Entrance Song and I made it a year before it came out and I'd given it to a few labels and they were like, no, 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 we're not into it. And I was like, what? Really? this is mental. I can't believe you're not into this. And then, yeah, when it's when cats and dogs, they heard Jay flip playing it and they were like, what's this tune? And then, and then they signed it. And then Claude and stroke mailed me like the next day going, I want to sign this tune. I was like, "Now you can this has gone to them. And then I was like, what the fuck? All of a sudden I've got the two people I was trying to get to my music to. They're now fighting over my tune. Oh, how
0: amazing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the cool, best man. feeling ever. Yeah. Right, just to end this conversation, we're going to do a round of quick fire questions. Okay,
1: okay, <laughs> I love these. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right.
0: Favorite hangover meal?
1: Uh, oh, McDonald's breakfast. McDonald's. Sausage and egg McMuffin, mm. two of them.
0: Do you know they don't do McMuffins in Ibiza?
1: What? No. They used to. They
0: don't do them they anymore. Used to
1: what that is fucking McDonald's a travesty
0: shit breakfast to McDonald's yeah, yeah terrible first place that you'd like to play once this is over I need you. I thought you'd say that the DJ with the best dance moves is me yes
1: I would have said probably that not too. that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, a lie I don't know I'm just trying to think who else is good Fuck me, this is not really quick fire. Go, go, go next one. All right,
0: next one. Favourite studio snack?
1: Crisps. Crisps.
0: Is it too early to put the Christmas tree up yet?
1: A little bit, but maybe not because of COVID. Like, try and bring a bit of early Christmas cheer, a bit bit of positivity to to the proceedings. Yeah, and get this year
0: over and out. See
1: ya. Yeah, get fucked. See you later.
0: (laughs) If you weren't a DJ, what would you be? Oh, dead. <laughs> Strangest thing you've ever been given to at a gig?
1: Bur- I get quite a lot of burgers. Do you? <laughs> I've had a few- yeah, I've had like probably seven or eight burgers given to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, best fancy dress outfit you've ever worn?
1: Uh... I went as um, I'm not. I'm not big on fancy dress, to be honest. Probably Oblix from Asterix, but although I wasn't meaning to look like Oblix, but just my demeanour made me look like him. I'll, I'll get a, I'll get a picture Please. for you. Was in fact, hang on. In fact, it was shared in a group just recently. Uh, hang on, wait, 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 wait.
0: Wow! Do <laughs> I mean that's amazing? <laughs> when was that? Uh, I reckon two thousand and ten. Two thousand and ten. Yeah. Um, face I look like a Butch Queen. <laughs> Your hair.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. I'm not great at fancy dress either, to be honest.
1: No, it's not. It's, it's something that I love people doing, but I just can never remember. Can never be bothered.
0: Yeah.
1: But it is funny when you do. It is actually funny when you do.
0: Yeah,
1: it is. Favorite sandwich choice? Oh, sausage, egg, and bacon. Egg. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a breakfast. As you can probably tell, I'm a breakfast sausage guy. Reason. For for that's my that's my. Um, My last meal is a full cooked English breakfast. If I was on death row.
0: That's what it would be. What do you feel about having a full English breakfast for dinner?
1: Yeah, it's it's an all day breakfast. Morning, noon, night.
0: Because some people are a little bit weird about that. But my group used to do that too and be like, we're going to have a full English breakfast for like dinner.
1: Ah, that's that's my dream. That's my dream dinner. (laughs) But But I wouldn't have chips with it in the morning but I would have chips of it or oh, I would consider having chips of it yeah. for the evening meal but I wouldn't have chips of it for breakfast well no you way. would
0: have hash browns for breakfast yeah yeah yeah. Dinner, right this ah, is serious stuff this is really serious we needed to know this the answer to this yeah please. this is you have to think about this one okay, bye <laughs> okay. do you have a guest list rule
1: do I have a guest list rule nah just anyone anyone wants to come come i'm more than merry it's not my guest list so i don't give a fuck is <laughs> i'll put as many people on there as possible until they tell me to stop well, but it's a bit annoying when you get asked by people that you haven't spoken to for ages who ju- are the only time they the only time they talk to you is when they want you to put them on the guest list but i suppose having a tour manager sort of alleviates me having to talk to them and then Gary can just say no or yeah so. yeah
0: exactly <laughs> you don't have to go through it and yeah. that was it that was my final question oh that was great fun do you have anything that you would like to say to end
1: no just actually yeah just stay safe everyone it's not long now yeah every day every day your every day this happens it's one day closer to it being over yeah. so stay safe try and have a lovely time and I'll see you soon
0: have a lovely, lovely time as Dan. That's there. right. <laughs> Listen, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, my love. Thank you.
1: It was great fun.
0: It was a pleasure, as always, to chat with you. Uh, lovely. Thank you, my love. Mwah. See you soon. Bye. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.